0: Good morning and welcome to The Ripple, your daily podcast for all the circles in your life. Happy Monday, and let's get straight to your headlines. Locally, a new taxiway is in operation at Vermont's Burlington International Airport. The $35.4 million taxiway that parallels the main runway opened Friday. The project was in the planning stages for 10 years. Construction took four years. Airport director Gene Richards said the 1.7 mile taxiway will eliminate the need for, quote, back taxiing, which is when a pilot drives to the end of the runway before taking off. Richards says the new taxiway will make the airport safer, and easier for air traffic controllers to guide ground traffic. There will be less stopping, and it will eliminate the need to taxi across the runway. Nationally, most parts of the U.S. state of California are under a strict lockdown as COVID-19 continues to surge across the country. The stay-at-home order affects around 85% of the state's 40 million people. It will be in place for at least three weeks and cover the Christmas holiday. Many businesses will be closed, and people will be banned from meeting anyone outside their household. On Sunday, the U.S. had a record number of people in hospital with COVID-19. The country has seen a sharp rise in cases and COVID-related deaths in recent weeks, a surge that could be partly down to last month's Thanksgiving holiday when millions of Americans traveled around the U.S. The new restrictions in California, the country's most populous state, were triggered by intensive care capacity in the hospitals shrinking. The measures apply to the southern part of the state and the Central Valley, while other areas could follow within days. San Francisco has also gone into lockdown with the mayor imposing a separate set of orders. Internationally, firefighters are battling to keep a large bushfire which has come within 700 meters of a small township on an Australian holiday island at bay. Dozens of residents of Happy Valley, were earlier urged to evacuate as the blaze raged across, raged east across Fraser Island. For six weeks, firefighters have been struggling to control the blazes on the island, a popular tourist destination off the coast of Queensland. However, efforts have been thwarted by a continuing heat wave and dry ground. Remember, it's summertime in Australia. The bush, brush fire was sparked by an illegal campfire in mid-October and has burnt through over half the island. Fraser Island is the world's largest sand island and is listed as a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It has a population of fewer than 200 permanent residents, some of whom were evacuated weeks ago alongside the tourists. However, the residents, including many trained to fight brush fires, have stayed behind to defend their properties. The 2019-2020 bushfire season was by far its largest and most intense on record, and was driven by the increasing effects of climate change, scientists said. In sports over the weekend, it was a good weekend for regional football teams, as the New York Giants picked up a surprise win over the Seattle Seahawks yesterday, 17-12. The win leaves the Giants in first place in the NFC East. The New England Patriots embarrassed the Los Angeles Chargers 45-0. The Patriots used two rushing touchdowns from Cam Newton and two special teams touchdowns en route to the blowout. The wind sees the Pats even their record at 6-6. Six six. Across the pond, Tottenham Hotspur took the spoils of the North London Derby yesterday, beating Arsenal 2-0. Goals from Young ming Song and Harry Kane in the first half moved Spurs to the top of the Premier League table. In League One, Hull City earned a well-deserved point at Oxford United, drawing 1-1. Oxford were well-organized and made the Tigers work hard for 90 minutes. Greg Dougherty got his got his well-earned first goal at Hull City in the second half to seal the tie and keep Hull at the top of the League One table. Now let's bundle up as we take a look at today's forecast. Today's weather, we will be lucky if the mercury rises to 30 degrees. A strong wind from the Northwest will keep the feels-like temperatures in the teens all day Overcast skies will threaten snowflakes, but don't expect to see any. Sunset tonight is at 4.12 p.m. And now, let's look at a day that will live in infamy in today in history. (music) December 7th, 1941, at 7.55 a.m. Hawaii time, a Japanese dive bomber bearing the red symbol of the rising sun of Japan on its wings appears out of the clouds above the island of Oahu. A swarm of 360 Japanese warplanes followed, descending on the U.S. naval base at Pearl Harbor in a ferocious assault. The surprise attack struck a critical blow against the U.S. Pacific Fleet and drew the United States irrevocably into World War II. With diplomatic negotiations with Japan breaking down, President Franklin D. Roosevelt and his advisors knew that an imminent Japanese attack was probable, but nothing had been done to increase security at the important naval base at Pearl Harbor. It was Sunday morning and many military personnel had been given passes to attend religious services off base. At 7.02 a.m., two radar operators spotted large groups of aircraft in flight toward the island from the north, but with a flight of B-17s expected from the United States at the time, they were told to sound no alarm. Thus, the Japanese air assault came as a devastating surprise to the naval base. Much of the Pacific fleet was rendered useless. Five of eight battleships, three destroyers, and seven other ships were sunk or severely damaged, and more than 200 aircraft were destroyed. A total of 2,400 Americans were killed and 1,200 were wounded, many while valiantly attempting to repulse the attack. Japan's losses were some 30 planes five-midget submarines and fewer than 100 men. Fortunately for the United States, all three Pacific Fleet carriers were out at sea on training maneuvers. These giant aircraft carriers would have their revenge against Japan six months later at the Battle of Midway, reversing the tide against the previously invincible Japanese Navy in a spectacular victory. The day after Pearl Harbor was bombed, President Roosevelt appeared before a joint session of Congress and declared, quote, Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan, end quote. After a brief and forceful speech, he asked Congress to approve the resolution recognizing the state of war between the United States and Japan. The Senate voted for war against Japan by 82 to 0, and the House approved the resolution by a vote of 388 to 1. Three days later, Germany and Italy declared war against the United States, and the U.S. government responded in kind. The American contribution to the successful Allied war effort spanned four long years and cost more than 400,000 American lives. And that's all for Monday's episode. Thanks for listening. Stay warm, take care of yourself and each other, and have a sterling day. If I knew the way, I could take you home. La da da da. La da da -da -da. -da -da. -da -da. -da da da da.